Welcome to another episode of Living Scent, a missional podcast where we're talking about how do we live as Jesus followers in this world where we enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture as we learn how to live scent. It is great to be back in the room. I had a little bit of time away, and I actually I miss you guys, and Yay, I, I miss talking Scott's about back. living scent. Yeah, and welcome I, back, brother. I, I love what an opportunity that we get to have a conversation about Jesus and His love for the church and His purpose for us, mm-hmm. and the fact that people listen and we get to be encouraged. I feel encouraged even just talking with you guys. So uh, I'm happy to be here. And um, for Living Scent, the, the people that were cheering and commenting, we've got Yvonne. Hello, hello. And Jason. Good and morning. We're like a part of the discipleship team. Uh, get to get to like help people be apprentices to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think what we're talking about today is something that um, might be, um, un- it might be like difficult. It might be a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. It might be something where we're, we're almost like going to challenge people to take the lenses that you've been looking at discipleship and the mission of the church, take them off and put on some new lenses. Mm -hmm. And it might be maybe even a little hard to focus at first. It could be uh, an adjustment, but I think it's super important. I I think as, as you shared, and we'll get into the topic in a minute, but you know, at the beginning of our conversation before we started recording, you shared your heart. And I think that's, that's our hearts as well is we want people to be free Mm-hmm. Free from the responsibility that is not theirs. Yeah. Free from a a paradigm or an approach that is not best or doesn't mm-hmm. work. Yep. Uh, and to experience more of God's power. Yeah. So what you're suggesting is that it's possible for us as uh, disciple makers to feel a lot of pressure and burden, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe Jesus doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. So, and so, I think honestly, most of the time we don't want it either, but yeah. we also don't know how to be free from it. Like, okay. How does that work? So we're talking about living scent. Yvonne, what is the angle? What are we talking about today? Yeah. So you guys may have seen from the title, but we are starting a new mini series called Stop Inviting Your One to Church. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, it's, it's like, like, whoa, clickbait. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah. Isn't just, that dangerous to say stuff well, like that? Well, we've, we've, we're done with evangelism ad resonate. That's, that's what we're trying to say. <laughs> we're full. Okay. No, no that, more room. That's maybe not it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's just give like big perspective. If someone was new and listening and they hear your one, what do we mean by that? Yeah. yeah. Your one is simply someone who does not yet know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Mm, yeah. And specifically, it also is someone that you already have, or maybe you have relationship with. Mm-hmm. It's someone that's a part of your regular life. Mm-hmm. And and we would even say, this is someone that God has brought into your yeah, life. That's beautiful. For that very purpose. Yeah. yeah. His intention, mm-hmm. his plan, mm-hmm. what he's been doing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then why in the world would you say, stop inviting your one to church? This is like the paradigm shifting. Oh my goodness. What do we mean? Yeah. I mean, if I'm taking a, a page out of Jason's book, he loves Uh-oh. to give context and history. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'm not going to do that all the way. Oh I, no! Oh, I thought. But I wanted to see a Jason impersonation. <laughs> I was waiting. But he would do a far longer version of basically way back in the day, and, and it it hasn't been updated too much. Mm. A, the main strategy of evangelism was whoever is in your life, or even someone that's not so much in your life, right. invite them to church. Just invite, invite them to yep. church. Yeah, straight yep. to church. Yeah. But. We are living in a post-Christian era, yeah. 
And the church is very much this thing that uh, is kind of an ostracized kind of thing for most people. Mm-hmm. And Well, people are suspicious. Right. And for good reason. I, maybe. For yeah. good reason for many people. Um, and so when you do straight away that invite to church to this thing that people are suspicious of, there's just a whole lot of things in between that could happen before that. And mm-hmm. so I think that to use that strategy now is to really actually be skipping a bunch of steps. Yeah, a lot of steps. Well, and it it kind of has the and, – and I don't think anybody in – well, there's probably some well-meaning people that had the mindset of, I just need to bring my friend to church, bring my family member to church, mm-hmm. so that the professionals – can explain things. That's right. So that the pros can yeah. walk them through what it means, what the gospel is. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's not me. I just need to get them there, and then that's it. Yeah. 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 So we might put the disclaimer with the the pretty awesome... I like the title. <laughs> like, I just... I do. But, but the disclaimer is, it's okay to invite your mm-hmm. one to church. There's yes. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But maybe that's not the starting point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe that's not the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we want to be explicit and clear about why have a different beginning and what are those steps that might happen. Um, and I, I, I love too, because we're talking, I, you brought up sort of like a missiological thought of like, oh, the, the world's changed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, like it used to be like a lot of people had this worldview where they like believe there's a God mm-hmm. and they believe there's such a thing as sin and they know that they're probably a sinner, you know? And so it's like a framework that people had. Right. But here, I think especially in the Bay Area, we, if we start with those assumptions, like, you should come to church with me and hear about how much Jesus loves you. There's a solution for sin. People will be like, what, what? Like, so, you know, <laughs> like, that's not, that's not compelling to mm-hmm. them. Right. You know? And so we have to, the world has changed. This is a post-Christian world. But yet, um, so the idea of, like, how do we be effective mm-hmm. as, as good newsers in this world? I think it even goes back not just to, like, the change in culture. I think it's deeply biblical. Yeah. As I read the Bible, I'm like... I think this is what Jesus meant all along. Come on, keep going, Scott. <laughs> I, I think this is like what his plan was. So um, I, I'm excited to talk about that. Um, let's let's just explore a little bit more. Like um, when we think of like the pressure, where where are some of the ways where okay, I want to do, I want to be a good newser. I want people to know Jesus. Where where does pressure? Where do we apply pressure wrongly to mm. ourselves? Well, I think. You know, there's a sense, people can have a sense, I know I did, um, and sometimes even still feel it, that I need to, I need to be, I need to say the right thing. Yep. I need to have all the answers to every to single question. Every single verse in the Bible memorized, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and, <laughs> I have and to have I, every answer. <laughs> and I have to be able to answer every single cultural critique or yeah. everything that's happening in the world from a Christian perspective. Otherwise, if I don't do it right, this person will completely reject God, and I'm the reason why this yeah. person's rejecting God. I feel pressure just you talking about it like that. <laughs> yeah. And then if I invite that person to church after I have said all the right things, then everything at church has to go right oh as well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, how, many t- how many times have you... Okay, have you guys had that thing where you've brought someone to church mm-hmm. and you... There, you have all those moments praying. during you're praying yeah. the whole time, and then you yeah. have moments where you're like, "Oh, 
they just heard that. Oh, they yeah. just experienced that. Oh, yeah. no. Please help it be one of those Sundays where they don't make an announcement about well, giving. Or giving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. The, and there's there's a part of that that, like, the, the part that's awesome would be for us to, like, be thinking all the time about someone who doesn't know Jesus yet and what are they experiencing. There's sure. something really beautiful and, about and, that. Yeah, you're right. But Absolutely. the wrong, it goes to seed when it's, like, pressure. Yep. It's, like, it depends on us. All I can think yeah. about then is what do I need to control? Yeah, yep. And that's that's yeah. not... We're not in control. Yeah, well, that's the gospel implication mm-hmm. to sharing the gospel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that it's never you. It's a yeah. miracle every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, and God's favorite way to do things is, is to, like, he loves doing these miracles. Um, yeah, what, uh, like, at the root, I, I think the motivation for this episode, for this mini-series, is that we deeply believe, we, it, this is, like, the biblical framework is that God wants to use us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to use a religious professional. He wants he he's given gifts and abilities and he's actually saved you like because he wants to use you. Yeah. Um, but also I think the framework that we sometimes put too much pressure on where we go where we get the oh no like this is this is like the earning pressure is we feel like we have to do it all ourselves. That's right. We feel like it I have to go lone ranger it and go out with the, the all the answers myself. Yeah. Um, and so we're sort of asking the question, like, is that really what Jesus was saying and what he was doing? Yeah. No. Well, and I, th- I think that that actually, from a theological perspective, that um, that that leads you to believe that you have more control than you really do. Yeah. And that um, it's not just about I need to accomplish this, but that you actually have some sort of spiritual. Um, uh, again, control over a person's life and the, what they're thinking and how they're feeling, and that's that's a wrong way. That I mean, that's a wrong way of, of looking and seeing and, and understanding even um, anthropology. Mm-hmm. You know that we actually don't have that kind of control. Yeah. And to address the the other thing you were saying too about the I have to that it's a solo mission thing, and a lot of times we talk about. uh, Dylan, our student ministries pastor, says this quite a bit, that Jesus went on a rescue mission for us. And so it's easy to think that even Jesus went on that rescue mission on his own, Mm -hmm. but he did not. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) we can even go as far back, I'm being Jason again, of like going back to the Trinity and how Mm -hmm. that starts off as relationship. So we were made for relationship from relationship to do all things not alone. Mm -hmm. And... And I so <laughs> when Jesus went on that mission, he was always with the Father and the Spirit in step. Mm-hmm. And so in the same way, when we are invited to mission, it's we are invited, and we're not to do that alone. Yeah. 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 It comes in, like what you're talking about, it's such great theology. And it it's seen, I think, most clearly in John 17, mm. where Jesus is praying. Yes. It's called like the high priestly prayer. <laughs> And I wish every listener would open up John 17 right now and just like read that passage. I read that at least 10 times <laughs> yeah. a year. It's just so good. Just listen to the heart of Jesus. But what he's inviting, he's saying, Father, like the Father, the love that you have for me and the love that you've, like, that we've experienced as the Trinity. Now I want that, like these that I've, you've sent me to, I'm mm-hmm. bringing them into this mm-hmm. intra Trinitarian love. Yeah. Like they're, they're in this love community. And then he doesn't stop there. He's like, Father, I desire all, that they all. Also, that you've given me may be with me where I am to see my glory, and then, but he's he's using all this, and Jesus is saying 
he says, it's, a, it's verse uh, 21, that they may be one just as you, Father, are yeah. in me and I'm in you, that they may also be in us so that the world may believe that mm-hmm. you sent me. Come on. <laughs> Come on, right? So like Amen. Jesus is using community and the, the love of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit that he experienced is the way that the world would know that, that Jesus is it. Mm-hmm. You know? So that actually God's, God's desire for us is to not be alone yeah, in, in, Lone Ranger evangelism no. cannot be found in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so that the world would know is actually where the old strategy that we were talking about, in inviting people to the church, it's like, oh, so we should invite people to where all the Christian activity is happening so that the world will know. Yeah. But the problem mm-hmm. with that is the, the church as a building, as a gathering place, is a very static spot. And we kind of talked about it a little bit in the last episode. But if people aren't going to come to the static spot, then how will the world know? Well, yeah. I guess that love activity has to happen more than just at the church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then there's a theological framework of this love community that's mm-hmm. the the good news mm-hmm. that the world would see and believe in right. Jesus. And then there's also the practical side, like our culture right now in the Bay Area won't listen to the sermon. Like no. they, they, like the people that are really like far from God, they do not give a rip. They don't about give a rip the about what the, they actually are. Sort of negative. Oh, you, oh, you're gonna have some guy like preach yeah. and yell at me for an hour. I mean, hour, sometimes right? churchgoers yeah. don't give a rip and about the sermon. I'm not saying sermon. anything bad How about are our teachers. Going I mean, to? I think, I think, you oh, know, we have we, great teachers. Yes, yeah. but okay. but the idea of. Um, like how how do we do this then? Mm-hmm. And that's where like the, the let's not skip the step yes. that even Jesus wasn't skipping. That's right. right. Be loved a lot mm-hmm. and be in that kind of love relationship where the people who don't know the love of God can see the way we love each other, mm-hmm. and that 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 sort of actual community of love is then the thing that that helps give credit to Jesus, who he is, and, and like the grace of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we set it out. Let's just be really explicit. Why are we saying stop inviting your one to church? Why did we pick that for the topic, for the title for this series? Yeah, because going back to that like old strategy, it's like, well, how will the one know? Yeah. How will the world know? Yeah. And so we're saying instead of inviting your one to church, we want to invite the church to your one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Which which means finding and thinking of a way and asking, let me back up, mm-hmm. asking the Lord to give, give uh, direction and wisdom. Lord, how can our, how can what I'm experiencing in, in my church, in my MC, in my community, how can I experience this love that I'm experiencing, which comes from you, how can I bring that to my one? How can mm-hmm. I bring that into the world of my one who does not want to come to church, but does want to be loved mm-hmm. and does want to experience that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the thought too, like instead of inviting your one to church, mm-hmm. st- that can come later, mm-hmm. right? But maybe the the step before that is invite the church to your yeah. one. What, what would that look like if we were inviting? Because I, I mean, is that like, it's not all of people on Sunday morning. That's not what we're talking <laughs> about. But that's where I think the missional community group, Yeah, that is, this is the body of Christ. This is the love relationship. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. just so, so we leave no, um, you know, abstract stone unturned. Mm. 
that when we say invite the church to your one, we're talking about the church as it's that old school song, like the church is not a building, the church yeah. is not a steeple, the yep. church is not a resting place, the church is a people. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I love to sing songs. <laughs> That's right. And so, yeah, it's the people of the church, and specifically even the people right around you. Because yeah. we have our one, the, the people right around us who are our ones that don't know Jesus, but there's also the people right around you who are people who do know Jesus, right. yeah. people who are, like, and specifically in our context, we're talking about our MCs, our closest friends from church, our closest yeah. believing friends, yep. and so inviting those people to our ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. you think about our MCs, let's just take MCs for a moment. Mm-hmm. You think about our MCs, and, and obviously the hope is that within our MCs, there is an abundance of love being shared, right? So we're being mm-hmm. vulnerable, we're sharing our, our past. We are confessing sin, which is, you know, um, you have to do, there has to be a lot of trust there. And when you experience that trust, it causes, in order to, in order to, to show trust, there has to be love involved. And so yeah. we're experiencing in our MCs, hopefully, a, a tremendous amount of love, and we're feeling it. It's tangible. It's crunchy. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and so as we're experiencing that, then the answer, or then the question is, okay, again, how how then do we bring that into it? Uh, bring that love into the world of of our one, and it it has. I think it has to start with the group having a vision to do that. Mm-hmm. That if it's just one person in the group, then maybe there there needs to be some growth there. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I think that it's inviting like you were saying, Jason, people to the love that is being experienced and shared, not the perfect love, but like in the mess that, mm-hmm. Scott, you were saying it earlier before recording, to that there's a, a love or relationship where forgiveness has yes. been felt, meaning yeah. wounds have happened, yep. and therefore forgiveness has entered, that reconciliation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and even going back to John 17, it's like God gave us as people to Jesus first, and Jesus presented people back to God holy and mm-hmm. without blemish. And that was like the work of his reconciliation. And yep. so it's like, are we, have we experienced reconciliation? Yeah. These are exactly the people that you should invite to your one. Yeah. And that's, so what you're saying is, if we feel the pressure to have perfect Christian relationships. <laughs> yeah. And so then we're only going to bring like a, a fairy tale story, mm-hmm. perfect fake relationship to our one. And right. they, look at how good we are, that we love each other so much mm-hmm. and everything's perfect. They'll sniff that out really fast totally. oh, yeah. <laughs> and be like, that. Yeah. but what if we bring real vulnerability, mm-hmm. confession, brokenness, and we, we model forgiving people that hurt us yeah. in front of someone who's not a Christian mm-hmm. or, or like the, the things where it's like, it's so bad that they're like, they're, mm. there's no way that the church can accept that or that there can yeah. be grace that covers that. And then they see this beautiful love of Jesus lived out through the mm-hmm. body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then they go, what in the heck is going on? Well, what is it, <laughs> what is it that I, what, what is it that I want? You know, so I, I coach my son's soccer team. Yep. And, um, and, I, and I did that for two reasons. One, to spend time with my son and to do that, but also to make relationships with uh, assistant coaches, with uh, players, their families, and whatnot. And uh, so what, what is it that I want uh, the parents and the, even the kids on the team, what do I want them to see? That I'm the perfect dad and that Judah is the perfect son and that our relationship is totally 
amazing and we never well i can't yeah. do that because yeah. that's not possible yeah but that's really where we feel like so many <laughs> yeah. people are frozen right missionally right like well i'm not perfect right <laughs> yeah. or would i rather yeah. would i rather them see uh and not that i want to step over the line obviously but would i rather them see judah and i interact in a place of intimacy trust where judah can judah can like call out his dad yeah. in the most appropriate my 10 year old son yeah. Like, Dad, I don't think that was okay. Can they? What I'd rather them see is there be forgiveness. Yes. I'd rather them see uh, brokenness. I'd rather them see vulnerability, and that we can love each other even though things aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, how can you coach your son on a competitive sport without screaming at him at some point? <laughs> I- <laughs> I can't, <laughs> and I have not. <laughs> yeah, a, a story from from our life that just brings to clarity what you're saying, Jason, was um, my wife talking with a coworker who is not a believer, and I had like stopped by and brought Christy a Starbucks or something. And, you know, I I have like three times in a decade where I do like nice husband <laughs> three <times> things. In <laughs> <a decade>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and it was just one of those days, and and the coworker says to Christy, they're like. Oh, you have such an amazing marriage. Hmm. And Christy had a moment because if she went with like the perfect, the way to the way to be good newsers is to show how perfect it is now that we have Jesus. She would, if it was, that would have sort of been about us. She would have said, "Yes, we're Jesus people, and we have a perfect marriage, and it's so marvelous." But that's not what my wife said because she knows the gospel, right? And so what she said to this friend, she said, uh, she wanted to put Jesus on display, and so my wife told the truth. When the friend said, oh, you have such a marvelous marriage. And my wife said, oh, you should have seen me this morning. We were having a fight, and I was being so selfish. And and she just started confessing. But my wife said, but there's forgiveness here. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's what we want to put Mm -hmm. on display. It's not the perfect relationships being shown. It's that we're, we're loving one another in a real way that costs us. Mm -hmm. And the world is close enough to see it. Mm -hmm. So um, seeing us disagree, right? (laughs) Then we're not just modeling we're good people. Yeah. We're modeling we're forgiven people. Right. And I love even the the nuance in what you said she shared in terms of, because I think sometimes we worry like, oh, if I tell them we got in a fight and what we fought about, that I'm going to make my husband look bad too. And so the pressure of making her husband look good was gone. But also, there's also how do I maintain the dignity of my husband even in the way that I share? And if we stop short of talking about how there is forgiveness, then it kind of lands on, oh, well, we got in this fight. Here's what I did. Here's what Scott did. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like, no. Like, it's it's about the forgiveness of Jesus and how that's what it lands on. But that's, but that's it right there. Mm-hmm. And, and Scott, you said it too, is... The the focus is not on me. Mm-hmm. In those moments, the focus is not on me elevating, and even elevating, well, we got in a fight and Scott was wrong or I was wrong or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. all about me. But the focus is, it, the intention is to shine light on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The intention is to put the spotlight on the reason why we love each other, the reason why there can be forgiveness, the reason why there can be grace and peace, the reason why there can be love at all is because... 
It's what we've already received. Yeah. It's what we've already received yeah. from Jesus. And showing what we received is best seen in community. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So if Christy was just talking to her coworker herself and there wasn't a broken, selfish husband that she had to <laughs> forgive a lot, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it wouldn't be as clear. Right. It wouldn't be as clear. Right. You know, and, and she could talk about abstractly, like how I forgive. But mm-hmm. when she shares like the fight that we had, mm-hmm. then, then her friend is like, Oh wow, <laughs> you know, like there's something really real, yeah. And and so it's not uh, like I have this mission. Mm-hmm. I think the biblical framework might be closer to like we have this. Like mm-hmm. we're we're to love one another so much, and yet then the world sees that and and goes wow. Um, I I just have to share it. It's John 13. Mm. Reading another verse. Um, uh-huh. You can tell me what what this stirs up, but this is Jesus teaching his disciples and. He's so clear. Um, I've read this so many times, and I think I've missed it again and again and again and (laughs) again, because he talks about love one another, and I put that in an individualistic framework. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to be a really loving person. And now I'm thinking, I don't think that's what he's saying, because John 13, verse 34, a new commandment I give you, plural, his disciples, that you love one another just as I have loved you, so you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. So, so just like, what sort of things does that stir up there? Like, what, what, what do you catch in that passage about the shared mission of the church? I mean, the the first thing that pops out to me is in verse thirty five, and that that the that this love that God has, this love that that Jesus is commanding his disciples to have for each other. It's for a purpose. Yeah. It's for a purpose to show those who are on the outside. I mean, he's making a point here. There are people on the outside yeah. that I want to see yes. this love. Yeah. And the only way that they're going to be able to see this love is if you express it to each other. Yeah. Is if you are in it. Commu- and, and they can't see it unless they're near. Mm-hmm. Right, close enough to see. They right? have to be, and and it's not just like you know they're having a picnic, and then there's a you know the disciples are having this love picnic right at the park, yeah. and then there's another group, <laughs> of, and there's another group over there, and they're like, oh, those guys are really getting along. Anyway, back to no, like people actually have to be in the middle of yeah. it, and at your picnic as well. Yeah, they have to be rubbing shoulders, and they have to be hearing conversations, and they have to be hearing, oh, I'm really sorry that I did that. You know, I love you, I forgive you. Like yeah. they have to be at the picnic. Yeah, so. Uh, back to my story of my life, it would be if Christy's friend and coworker was at our house for breakfast while we were having the fight <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and saw us reconcile. That would have been even clearer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't. I think it doesn't. It doesn't mean hey, invite people in the midst of your marriage fight, <laughs> but it also I means mean, that if it's imagine? if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah, it means yeah, that it. as it's happening, it doesn't mean oh crap, we have to pull this together really quickly so that you know, this guest doesn't see this thing all of a sudden. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but there's a forklift. There's a scissor lift. Oh, scissor Scissor lift. lift. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, and it is scissoring right now. now, If you hear beeping right now, just know that marvelous missional activity in preparing the church for worship is happening right. place right <laughs> That's now. That's right. Yeah. And also, uh, we should, should I go run out there? Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. But the thing that stands out to me about this verse is when it says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples. So what is this? By this. It's not by your theology. 
It's not by your level of doctrine. It's not by how much you've read the Bible. Now, those are all good things, and hey, let's keep working on those, Yes, uh, because I think that's really good, Mm -hmm. but it's by this, if you have love for one another. Yep. And so it's that love. By love, all people will know that you are my disciples. That's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I think it's possible for us to get it wrong in in two different ways. One one way was what you were talking about, Jason, where um we we're we're not letting the world close enough to see, right? So then it's just like our our missional community group loves one another, mm-hmm. but there's no people that are far from God, even close enough relationally to notice <laughs> that, that we love one another. Mm-hmm. So like, like the picnic, they don't even know what's going on. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. But then the other way that it, it would go wrong is if we're only talking about evangelism, we're only talking about the going, like, go reach your one, and we're like tell, telling everyone like this pressure to go, mm-hmm. but we're actually not really loving yeah. one another. So that um, it's, it is... It's both. Yeah. Um, it, it's the belonging together and the forgiveness and the grace and the love one another that that Jesus is talking about. Mm-hmm. That then the world looks at and goes, mm-hmm. that that's amazing. Yeah. So so the, you yeah. can't be isolated. We can't we can't just do one part or the other part. Yeah. And there's such a a key part like on talking about your ones to the people who love you and whom you love that are Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like in my MC, for example, the, the one that I've been talking about the most is someone who's been my college friend for a long time. And I've been talking about her since January of this year, and now it's uh, May. And so my MC has been hearing about this friend for five months. Wow. And if... I were to invite any of them to go hang out yeah. with with her, with me, they already have that like burden of of love, that joyful burden of yeah, love joyful. in in their hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, r- like ready to just hang with this mm-hmm. friend of mine. And I I can feel confident in gosh, these are these are people that have we've experienced that reconciliation. Like my MC members can tell them how I said something offensive and I had to like text them after and be like, ah, I'm sorry, or I didn't listen very well. I just gave you solutions. I'm so sorry. And, um, and, and just hang out with her Yeah. versus like, I've never talked about her in MC yeah. and then we're going to hang out. I'm like, Hey, um, can you guys come really quick? And, yeah. uh, here's like the full download. And there's been no time for them to be prayerful sure. with mm-hmm. me about there's, there was no, that was like me going on a solo mission yeah. and then like, SOS, come in. Yeah. All of a sudden, I can't do it myself. But it's like it's been we, it's been us the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Well, and and just in in sharing who your uh, who your one is, and and like you talked about, like for the last five months, mm-hmm. people have been on that journey with you. I mean, you know, part of our communities is that we 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 ache with each other, we agonize yep. with one That's another, right. we we walk together, mm-hmm. and so even if the people in your MC have never met. Uh, this person before, mm-hmm. like you said, like they already, they're already primed and ready in some respect yeah. and are already, already have a burden for this person in how you've explained who she is and the things she's going through and they're ready to, to love her and, and in a way that 
had they just heard about her for the first time, never could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to love her by like loving me. And mm-hmm. for me to love her by loving Absolutely. them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think too, part of it, you're talking about like the motive of our hearts, mm. but I think there's a picture of God's plan yeah. as well. Um, we have the words enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture. Yep. And when we think of that middle one, embody love, it, like we can think of, okay, this is the church loving each other. But when I when I think about your missional community group and this mm-hmm. person you've been like sharing, when someone from your MC goes with you and starts sharing that relationship with your one, mm-hmm. that person from your MC actually has a gift, mm-hmm. a spiritual gifts, and like God's plan is that maybe your gifts aren't adequate, but maybe this yeah. friend from your Come MC on. has some supernatural gift that God uses in some way to minister to your one that you can't. Yes. And so we're embodying love to the world in a different way. It's, it, and it's, it's exactly what Jesus is saying. It's the way we love one another, but by this the world will see mm-hmm. too. And that's exactly then the culmination of that's what it means to invite the church which is known as the bride, Mm -hmm. to your one. Because no one is the church or the bride unto him or herself. Mm -hmm. It is only as all of us. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not... We're the paradigm we want to put on Mm -hmm. is that I'm not going to do for the one. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to reach my one by myself, but that God's actually orchestrated the body in such a way and my relationship with my one is actually a gift then to the whole body and mm-hmm. an opportunity for them to use their gifts to exercise. Um, and it's also that we as a church, our missional community group has been put together, and we've been so blessed, mm-hmm. but it's not just so we bless each other. We've That's been right. blessed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. So um, now this is this is really just the intro yeah because mm-hmm. there's more like we haven't talked about anything practical <laughs> like, right. how, like, right. like how, how do you do this and it's yeah. gonna get there but today what, we talked about what the steps should i yeah. take and yeah. what does it actually look like and uh and so there's more we're gonna have some some other we're, we're not just uh ending it here this is right. the end of this episode um but we're gonna continue the the mini series yeah stop inviting your one to church and really we want it to live out for our MCs to say, we want to invite our church to our one. Yeah, that's right. On. Yeah, come on, because really we want everyone to see Jesus. That's right. Okay. Well, it's been a great conversation. I can't wait to get to the next parts, and we'll talk to you again soon. All see right. you next time.